Giselle Rios. She's a conductor, educator, an advocate. What else do you do? And a singer. And a singer. Yes. I don't believe you're a singer. My brother's in the audience. Tommy is, is. So what kind of music do you sing? Classical. No, soprano. you don't. Okay. Go for it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. That's it. <laughs> FYI, she was a South Miami resident. Yes. How long have you been living in South Miami? 10 years. And then before, where'd you live? In Coral Gables. And before that? Uh, in Westchester. How do you pronounce it? Westchester. No, no. See, you're you're born here. Yes. Real Cuban Americans pronounce it Westchester. Westchester. Okay. <laughs> your, your parents would say it right. Yes. What, what was your Westchester. Westchester. There you go. Westchester. Okay. <laughs> Where? Where in Westchester? Do you remember? Um. Yes, near FIU, off of Eighth Street, actually. I pull your chair up a little bit. She's okay. a little nervous. I don't know. So there's rumors that you were. The only one or one of the only Cuban-Americans to conduct what in, in Carnegie Hall? In Carnegie Hall. I was the first female Cuban-American woman, well, obviously female, to conduct in Carnegie Hall. And it was a um, the New England Symphonic Orchestra and a large, uh, over 100-voice choir. And how many people were in the audience? Oh, it was sold out. And I've gone back three times after that, too. That is Unbelievable. Yeah, it's you know, amazing. the only thing I know about Carnegie Hall is Carnegie Deli. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you know? Pastrami. The pastrami. Right, whatever. It's like I go, you go to car you go, everybody says go to Carnegie Deli. So I go to Carnegie Deli. Oh, that's the hall across the street. I go, what's that? All right. No, so, it's the best. The okay, so standard. how do you your parents came from Cuba during the si early sixties, Peter yes, Pan? Correct. And um uh, then you were born right after. Uh my dad went to Georgia Tech. Um, oh, for his undergrad. Yes, he was very smart. <laughs> and um, then my mom, they met, they knew each other from Cuba, but they met in Miami Beach, you know, once they. Were uh, at a bar or something? At, a, at the beach. Everybody was going to Did your mom try to pick said, him up or something? No, they both <laughs> picked him up. <laughs> but they said, oh, I remember. Actually, my mother used to date his best friend that's in how Cuba. And that's how that's how he, they knew each other. So then um, they obviously got married and their first job was in in Atlanta. And so I was born there. OK, how do you get involved with music? OK, for, first of all, you sing opera. Is that opera? Yes. OK, and then you did a, you conduct. Yes. And do you teach too music? Yes, Where? I'm the professor of music at Barry University and I'll be there 25 years. Congratulations. Yes. Barry has revolved to an okay school to now a outstanding education yes, program. It's wonderful. And, they, and they're working hard at it. They are working hard at it. We have a new president. The Adrian Dominican sisters founded it 80 years ago. And we have um, our first male president. And um, Dr. Oh, finally, <laughs> the males break in at Barry. Dr. Michael Allen. And really, really wonderful. Okay. So, when did you fall in love with music? What age? Oh, my mom says that I sang before I could speak. Now, but I, I, I personally loved elementary school choir. And I was. Where'd you go to elementary school? Immaculate Conception in Hialeah. Wow. Yeah. So you went from Hialeah to Westchester. <laughs> okay. So, elementary, who was your favorite teacher? Sister Regina. 
Sister Regina. Yes. Okay, and then you went to junior high or high school, middle school where? Well, it was until eighth grade. So oh, I finished it there. And then I went to St. Brendan in Westchester. And who was your favorite teacher there? Uh, Mr. Kerrig. What did he teach? History, world history. Okay, and then you went on to UM. Yes. Were and you singing then? Oh, well, I received a, a full scholarship to University of Miami for voice. So I um, went in as a music major. And after that, I um, won a competition. So I was sent to Italy and then came back and did my master's and um, was a grad assistant. And you have a doctorate? And I have a doctorate. In what? In choral conducting. Okay. So that's totally impressive. Now, <laughs> the show's going to be about 30 minutes. Okay. Every five minutes, you have to sing oh, no. one sentence of a good song. This, da, 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 da. So you, I don't care when you spit it out. Am I correct, Tommy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe I, I sing a little bit of musical theater for for fun. So maybe I should branch into but that. What you was all. your biggest accomplishment other than your you have three children? I have three beautiful oh, children. Okay. Yes. So other than that, what other accomplishments? Your biggest ones in music or education? Well, I mean, I love what uh, reaching out to my students and seeing what that they move forward. We have a lot of first generation students at Barry and it's just wonderful to see how they progress and they and their families progress, etc. Um the beautiful thing about what I've done is the the fact that I've traveled so much. So because I've, of music. Yes. Like where where's somewhere that unique? You know, to me, traveling to me is going like to Opa Lock or Hialeah. No. Like where? No, I've been around the world really give me, and, give me your favorite places. Uh, the favorite place is Italy. Singing. Give me an Italian song. Go. Oh, Italian. Well, that was what I sang was Italian. Give me another okay, one. Another one. Um, oh, God, I can't think like this. Wait. Wait, um, wait. You're a conductor. Of I know, but I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. Well, let me just finish the story. Then okay. I'll think back. So um, then I've traveled the world. I've met people of every culture. I think that's an incredible accomplishment when you get to see so many cultures and interact. I love Italy. I love Vienna. I'm doing a program there next summer. Um, I love Spain. Every, you know, it's just so much that. I mean, do you speak more than two languages? Yes, I speak, speak Italian, and I am um, kind of an okay German. Okay. Student, yeah, student. I would say. Okay, so give me a song in German. You, guys, you know a song in German? E Spanish. I know everything, but I can't think right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll say, De España vengo, de España soy. Perfect. <laughs> okay, what is your typical day as a, as a teacher? Oh, before I get to that, I got another question. Yes. So people that major in music, how yeah. do they make a living? Okay. How many students graduate each year from Barry, from your department? No, we have a small department. So the graduate, maybe we graduate maybe five to 10 okay, but how a do year. They, how do they make a living? A lot of them go to, to teach. A lot of them, because it's a liberal arts college, they have another major like psychology and they're interested in music therapy. We have so many branches that you really can go into now. You can go into education, music therapy, music business. You can go to law school. There's a lot of different things that you can do with a music with a music degree if you're not pursuing the the performance the performance is really tough it's expensive too you have to go to graduate school or have a wonderful teacher coach etc but if you're if you really love what you do and you're good at it you can make a living 
because you're, you're good at it. Well, yeah. That's like anything else. Yeah. You're the Whatever top, you're. You're the, if you're the top of the class, you do good. Yeah. What's your typical day teaching and all that? Okay. So I teach non-majors. So I could be teaching um, a class for non-majors, which I love because you get to, um, they excite them and they get to discover so much music that they don't know. And then you, you know, it's really wonderful. Then I teach, uh, I could have a music history course for music majors of which I love too, because you teach them what to listen for and all the elements, et cetera. Then I practice, then I teach private lessons to many students. And then I could be with, you know, before this whole pandemic and actually during I've had rehearsals, um, but you have much more before the pandemic and then you have concerts. So it's really a day job, a re practicing for yourself to keep up your skills. And then you have the rehearsals for your performances. It's, you, a, it's a full Do you have day. any students that already made it big? Um, some of my students not big 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 but they have but they have their own they oh yeah they have a couple of them have their own bands that are doing very well um one of my recent graduates won a, many uh competitions and is sponsored by coral gables music club and um we'll see what she does she just graduated before the pandemic then we have um other other students many of my students are teaching in miami-dade public schools and That's private a, schools you know um to me music's just like a sport it and is so what team do you play on well you know when you're in band that's a team it's harder you, you know to make it sound right everybody has to work together like a football yes. team everybody has to work yeah, on basketball. so it is a true team and there's a lot of errors could happen a lot if you're if the team's not working together well that's my favorite part about conducting the conducting is because i love the dynamics of a group so you have to work together you have you're accountable to each other you have to be there you have to craft together and then it's a much bigger result you know, much higher you know as, as a kid you know everybody says you want to be a football player or a baseball player this but everybody watches conductors and every kid somehow in their little childhood is doing this why yeah, because why is rhythm is innate to kids to children it's just a we as humans and there's a lot of studies I can go into details, but there's so many studies that say that rhythm is just part of our human nature. Some of us don't have rhythm. Well, <laughs> I got rhythm. Oh, oh, sorry. Isn't that, isn't that a song? Yes, it is. You just broke into song. Thank God. You saved me there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What type of singer are you? I'm a soprano. And how did you learn to be a soprano? Are you born that way? Oh, okay. So everybody does have a natural voice. And you can tell by where a voice switches, you know, um, we call it passaggio, where it goes from one and it passes to another. If they're a lower soprano, a mezzo-soprano or a soprano and tenor for a male or a bass. To me, I think you're a baritone. What's a baritone? baritone. La, 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 la. Yeah, you're pretty high baritone, maybe even a tenor. Let's see. Wow, I'm yeah. impressed. This is what happens <laughs> with age. You get your, you get your. No, lungs. you're born with it. You you're just have to develop it. it. Yes, you are born with it. You're born with it. Every single person has an individual vocal quality. Okay. So, who's your favorite tanner? Pavarotti. Who? Luciano Pavarotti. Can you find that and let's play him when you get a chance? Yes. And what's your favorite female soprano? Oh, I have so many. Soprano, I, I think of the Soprano movie. 
Right. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. <laughs> Although you wonder why with? you wonder why they named it that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, soprano is a high female voice. So I have no idea what. Oh, I think they wasn't that's his last name? Yeah. Wasn't that okay. So Pavarotti is my favorite tenor and soprano present day, like contemporary. I love Renee Fleming, American. Um but I love the old time Sopranos, like like, like um, Mireya Freni, who like Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra was a bass baritone. Oh, okay. I, I just get them all. Get them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what music is that? Okay. What do you like to do best? Teach, sing, or conduct? Oh, what Italian restaurant are we at? <laughs> They should play that. That's Nessun Dorma. I love that song. Can you play From a little louder? From Turandot, gorgeous. That's him right there. Yes. Can you put him over me? Oh, oh that oh. would be fun. Oh. He's world famous, right? Yes, he passed away approximately 10 years ago. Italian. Um, now, he, 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 used, he used to be... On television, so three of those guys would sing together. Yes, he was one of them. Right. It was Jose Carreras, Placido Domingo, and Luciano Pavarotti. But that's your favorite. Yes. But I love when I go into a restaurant and I hear that music. It's yeah. like, wow. Well, it has so much power. I mean, your body is your instrument. It's not your vocal cords, it's your entire body. And they have this just strength and also a lot of emotional strength. A lot of that music. That's by Puccini, which is one of my favorite composers. Giacomo Puccini. Okay, so teaching? Yes. Singing or conducting? Which one do you like best? They each have a different high. And which one's the most rewarding? So let's get to that. Right. Um, I can tell you're a teacher because you're analyzing. Your yes, I, ana <laughs> I analyze a lot <laughs> the older I get. <laughs> um, Don't worry. When you get to 40, you'll analyze Ah, less. thank you. Okay. Thank you. So the uh, – I love – each one for different reasons. Like teaching, teaching is the hardest thing to do, really, because you have to you have to have a lot of patience and you have to have process. Singing is what's closest to my heart, and conducting is massively powerful. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I I would I would this. You have you when you conducted the first one, you had a hundred singers. You said yeah, over a hundred. And then you had orchestra. How many was that? Uh, for the that could be anywhere between take, 25 to 60. Okay, let's say 40. So you got 140 yeah. people, and then behind you is the audience. And how many people? Oh, it could be a thousand, two thousand, you know. But you're at Carnegie Hall, was it? Yes. Oh, but but I mean, I've I've conducted in Notre Dame and Paris, Parthenon and in Italy. I mean, a lot of the we just did the I prepared the choir for Beethoven's Ninth with South Florida Symphony Orchestra right before the pandemic and it was for a sold out crowd at Broward Center. So, I mean, this is just Carnegie's only one do, place. Do fans, yeah. the patrons or the yes. uh customers. Yeah. Do they love seeing a woman conductor? Do they get do this like wow. I I mean, to me there's there's not many women conductors. Right. A TV you only see men. Right. It is a it's a male dominated field even for the choral conductor Choral symphonic conductor, which is choir with an orchestra, it is male or um, dominated. I don't know if they love it. I mean, I don't think of it that way, but I hope they love it. You know, 
So. Okay. How many children do you have? Now you're analyzing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have three. Right, let's talk about your children. Yes. Because that's your biggest accomplishment. Tell yes. Me, youngest to the oldest. My youngest is just turned 18 last week. She goes to Our Lady of Lords Academy. And nobody has, calls it Lady of Lords. It's Lords. Lords. Okay. Lords. Lady of Lords. Really? Our Lady It's of like Lords. calling Christopher Columbus. No, you go to Columbus High School. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Do you call it My son went to Columbus. Okay. Right. You didn't say Christopher Columbus. No. You're right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and she's waiting on her college um, results. So we're... We've been stressing over those essays, where, college essays. Did you write it or she wrote no, it? No, gosh, she's an incredible writer. Where, she, where does she want to go? She wants to go to Vanderbilt, where my son went. And um, she's applying to Duke, Rice. She's has high ambitions. And your other, and your other two? And my um, other daughter is 21, and she's at Barry University studying music education with me at my program. Great price. <laughs> you're right and uh the my eldest son is at the university of michigan in, in medical school second year medical school wow yes great accomplishments yes okay good humans music stroke victims yes big you know influence our father had a stroke couldn't talk he said three words mm-hmm uh, Forwards, but when he heard music, he mm -hmm. could sing the song. Why? Yes. Um, so he can't talk, but when he hears music, no. he hums it and almost says the word. Because there are, um, I'm not a music therapist, but I have read. You're a therapist sometimes, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> From many people. Right. But I have heard many uh, students present projects when I use music as a tool music and psychology and music and neuroscience it's a big field now and what happens is that the the nerves during a stroke may affect or alzheimer's patient also okay affect a certain side of the brain but they don't forget and this is i i witnessed this i i was um i sang christmas carols when i was in college and in a group, we went to a lawyer's office and their father was just like yours, what you're saying. He could not speak and could barely move. And yet he sang every single Christmas carol with us. So there's it, it's a powerful force, music, and definitely used a lot in the medical field now for therapy. You know, there's songs that I hear from the 60s and 70s. Bam, I can remember like it as soon as, yes. that, as soon as the beat goes on. Yeah. Beat goes on. I know that one too. Yeah. Turn the, no, that's the other one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when the music comes out, I remember it. I go, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I hear a song, bam. It's pretty interesting. But people that play instruments. Yes. They're smarter. Is there a part of the brain? I know you teach singing. Okay, I'll tell you why they're smarter. It seems like they're smarter. But what happens is that when you study a musical instrument or even, you know, let's, let's say voice as an instrument. That is an instrument. Yeah, it's it is an instrument. You have to develop discipline. And then when you have so much discipline and so, especially if you're a, a voice student cannot practice more than an X number of hours, but a pianist can practice seven to 10 hours a day. Why does every mother want their kid to learn the piano? One of the drums, <laughs> one of the guitar. No, you got to learn the piano. Okay. Why? So the piano, you have good questions. 
you should do this as a living. <laughs> no, it's just, I'm learning through my life. I go, you know, okay. we got we got to learn the piano. Okay, so the piano is the mother instrument. It really is the mother instrument. I don't mean I don't mean I mother as like okay, but it has every key every key in front of you, and you could play all the parts of the orchestra. You can play the piano reduction and hear the big picture, and it just gives you a really solid base to learn piano. I mean. A kid, a child must end up liking it to continue past a certain level of forced practice. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, and there's, by the way, there's more money in music scholarships than in baseball scholarships. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Full well, ride. Nobody in baseball gets a full ride. Music, you got a full ride. You get full rides. Yeah. And you also get, um, housing. Look at it. You could. Yeah, I did. I stayed in my house in Westchester. <laughs> but my um, music scholarships for even high school, and there's a lot of good magnet programs now too, locally. Right. What instrument? I see people. They pick up the guitar. How do they know how to? They never play the guitar. How do they know? I don't know how they know, or unless they're doing it by ear and they're right. just they're experimental. Maybe, but it's maybe. yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna find out who you really are. Oh Lord! Are you ready? Are you ready? We're gonna find out who you really are. Okay, I'm ready. Who was your superhero as a kid? Quickly. Wonder Woman. Your favorite sushi restaurant in Miami? Saki. I don't really eat sushi, but which one? Do you go to one? Saki, the that little. Where? Um. I'm, I'm not a sushi person. Okay, you meant sushi maki. Yeah, sushi maki, that one. Okay. Your it's, favorite hot dog place? Oh, there's one on uh, Coral Way or Bird. On Bird. That... Very good. Our betters. Our betters. You better. You went to St. Brendan. Yes. Okay, if when you go out to dinner. Yes. Where do you eat? Where's your favorite restaurant for food? Uh, fish. Quickly. For fish? Um, For fish, there's one that. Oh my God! Where's that on on the water? Which one? On the water, the one on Key Biscayne. I like that place. Rusty Pelican. No. The one by uh, the state park. Oh, all the way at the end. Yes, the, I love it. The dock or something like that. Something. Yeah. Okay. No harbor. Harbor. Yeah. No, na no, no name. No name. Harbor. That one. Very good. I like that one. Your favorite animal? Dogs. Do you have a dog? Two. What are the dogs' names? Cody and Hazel. My love. Okay, your favorite pizza place? Oh, I'm lately I've gone to Le Pizza, right here in oh, South Miami. Miami. Yeah, I like good. it. Okay, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving that you remember that was the best as a kid. Any particular one? Yes. Which one? At my mom's house with my grandmother, my great aunts, guitar playing. Okay, gotcha. Fun in Westchester. Oh, in Westchester. In Westchester. Your favorite burger place? Burger place, uh, Shake Shack. As a kid, did you have a politician you liked? Um, as a kid, Clinton. Your favorite taco place? Tacos, you don't eat tacos? Tacos, tacos. No. Nope. In Mexico. <laughs> Your favorite place that you eat chicken? I already said chicken. Oh, no, no, not chicken. That's a different. Chicken, I eat everywhere. Okay. I ate chicken last night from three chefs. Oh, that's good. Football team, you got Miami Dolphins. Okay. As a kid. Yes. 
What was your favorite Christmas gift? <laughs> uh, Christmas gift. Uh, I think I got a guitar. Okay. Your parents still alive? Yes. Your dad's birthday. Go. January 18th. Your mother's birthday. August 31st. Your three kids' birthdays. June 9th, July 18th, November 25th. Your birthday. April 14th. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're past all those things. Okay, oh my gosh. we're gonna put some. Uh, what song we gonna? What song are you gonna sing with us? What am I gonna sing? You're with... gonna close this out. We're closing it out right now. Okay, good. Give me a song. I survived it, so I have to just sing another song. Yes. Oh mio babino caro, mi piace bello bello. That's it. No, yes. you have to. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Hey, gonna... hey it was, listen, it was really interesting. Not Most people don't talk about music. We all yes. listen to it. Yes. But listening to it is interesting. People that are teachers, they do a great job, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah, They're dude. special people. They're special people. We reach out to a lot of different, um, just diversity and a lot of different kids that need a lot of different things. So we, we give it different ways. All right, look at the camera. Ah, there we go, baby. Yeah, I can relax. Okay, Grant Miller here. Miami Community's favorite is truly an honor to have you here, Doctor. We're going to call you Dr. Music for now on. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye.